Hello, I'm back for now. What is good? My fucking podcast. You know how I do. You never know when it's going to come out, but uh, I like to keep it a surprise. No, you know, it's same shit as usual. I get to it when I can. I've been really missing it lately. I've been wanting to do one. Um, I haven't had any guests in mind re- really lately, but um, just... Floating along, man. I hope everyone's doing good out there. Um, lots of hardcore shows um, coming out, or I'm coming around. There's lots of but plan for fucking 2023. A lot going on. I'm glad everybody's doing uh, doing what they can to contribute and make it a stronger, more accessible scene. Um, I can't believe it. It's fucking mind blowing. We're going on at least a full solid year. Plus six or eight months since shows have been wide wide open, and um, everybody kind of thought that things would die down, you know, after the initial opening because there's a lot of a lot of people that want to get out, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we miss it. Um, it's time to you know come back stronger than ever." And uh, it hasn't plateaued yet. I'm quite surprised. It's a good thing. Uh, I'm happy it has not plateaued or, you know, just just seems to be more and more new faces these days. And that's such a good thing for the scene. And I'm glad and I'm proud. And with all these festivals everywhere, it makes all the bigger popular hardcore bands that can't tour more accessible when they are hitting these certain regions every month or, you know, what the fuck ever. That's good. Like LDB looked like it was sick. Uh, FYA looked like it was super sick. Obviously, um, what, oh, what other fests are are there? That Hardcore Pride weekend that just passed that was in Philly, man. That was a great one. Um, lots of good bands at that. We got Tied Down coming in June to Detroit. The B and B Fest in New York. It, 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 it's just fucking shit all over the place and. It's great. Um, Tsunami's been touring the entire United States the past, uh, fuck, almost 30 days. They're going to be here at Edgemen Printing in two days. Well, in one day. This is going to come out on Tuesday. So tomorrow, bitch, woo! Tsunami at Edgemen Printing. That's going to be so fucking insane. Um, With D-Block, a home show, yeah, one of the hardest bands, obviously. Uh, MH Chaos coming from Chicago. How lucky are we? Shout out to all the Chicago soldiers. I love all those guys. Um, uh, mean Mug from Grand Rapids. And Open Wound, I believe. They're from fucking uh, Ohio. It's uh, the Clyde Records people who are uh, you p- in part responsible for this show happening at Edgeman, along with the whole Tied Down crew. So shout out to everybody over there. I love it. I can't wait. Edgeman, uh, fucking thank those people for having such a cool DIY venue. You know, we got the Sanctuary and, you know, these other venues around here. But how DIY does it get in a fucking screen printing shop? You clear out all the machines, all the storage, whatever, and you put on a hardcore show for, I don't know. 300 fucking people and tsunami at that you know that higher security for this show it's gonna be scary but it'll be fun so everybody mind their p's and q's respect the place where the show is being held at everybody knows what the fuck around they'll get handled real quick can't fuck with edgeman and then we got speed coming up uh april 15th with uh fucking doubt it and big deal i don't even know the other bands uh that one fucking band from south america i forgot their name but they're good well they were from south america no i think they live in uh philadelphia who gives a fuck what am i talking about but this podcast i decided i thought it'd be cool maybe ask or uh, you tell some people on instagram like hey you can give me a couple questions a few ideas something to talk about and it worked. I'm glad people want to participate 
I mean, I kind of forced you because I made another post, a, a video of my stupid fucking face telling you what to do. You're like, all right, all right, enough. I'll think of a stupid question to ask. So we got a few, you know, um, we're just going to run through it. Uh, like I said, this is just something to give you guys. I don't want to do a podcast. I don't have anything special to say. I don't have a, a hardcore message. I don't, you know, like, what the fuck? What do you want from me? I'm fucking low-level fucking idiot. I'm drinking a delicious Coke Zero cherry vanilla flavored. So shout out to Coke. I'm smoking on this fine Canna Breeze pen. It's bursting blueberry lemonade flavor. It doesn't really do the trick, but what are you going to do? Let's start off with some questions. Let's start off with some questions. Ugh. The craziest show you can remember? That's a good question. There's a lot of shows. A lot of the shows these days get crazy. If we're talking about... um, Back in the day? Because I consider, like... I don't know. It's like two stages of this hardcore shit for me. Like It's like early when I first got into it. That's a lot of my uh, influential times where... I was fresh eyes to seeing a lot of things. It was all new and exciting. And then it's it's like now where I'm like, do I really get afraid? Like when shit is going crazy at shows. Like, oh, that was fucking scary. Um, yeah, that happens sometimes. That's only when my stupid ass is standing too close to the pit. And, you know, when you feel somebody's giant fist whiff fucking right past the side of your head. And you're like, holy shit, that was a close one. That happens sometimes still. <clears throat> Actually, almost every time. It's normally Maxwell calling you out, motherfucker. We're going to fist fight on Wednesday. But some of the crazy shows that I can remember, um, I could, if you've ever listened to some of this podcast, I've mentioned it. It, it would have to be um, tyrant shows back from like 04, 05 up to, you know, fucking like 2010 maybe. Um, I don't know when they had their last show, but I didn't, I didn't go to their last show. Um, it was just, but like I said, I just want to remind you that maybe it was because I was so young and full of, full of piss and vinegar that it seemed so much scarier. And cause there was like the people my age throwing chairs and fist fighting the fucking crowd and, and beating the shit out of everybody or, or was it really really any crazier than it is now i think so i think it was crazier because it wasn't just like one person throwing a chair it was fucking seven people throwing chairs and fucking beer bottles and you know hitting everybody nobody was safe that happens but it's 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 just a different thing now or it's just it doesn't phase me and it's not as like as exciting as it used to be. I don't know. I don't know. What the fuck am I talking about? But there's so many crazy shows. Uh, that uh, Pain of Truth and a, um, a Gridiron show that happened last year at the Sanctuary. That was pretty intense for uh, for for like a newer modern hardcore band. For sure, the Pain of Truth was crazy. But I am thinking that this Wednesday at Edgeman, Tsunami... If, if, if Detroit has got what it takes, if Detroit Hardcore has what it takes to make this one of the craziest shows ever, I think it can be done. Like I said, respect Edgeman, but let's have some motherfucking fun. It's going to be, it's going to be bonkers. Just nobody pull their dicks out. That'll make it weird. Um, the best Detroit hardcore bands in the 80s, 90s, OOs, and 2010s. <laughs> That's disgusting. Um, let's start in the 80s. There's a handful of bands from Detroit from the 80s that uh, could be thrown into... You know, one of the best bands. Um, I could, you, you, you know, you automatically go to negative approach. 
you automatically go to uh, laughing hyenas. You you know you like to go to um, the meat men. You can go anywhere with this. Um, some people would say the necros, even though they're uh, technically from Ohio, but somehow they're associated with fucking Detroit punk and hardcore. I don't know why. Um, with a violent apathy, fucking the Crucifix, all those bands. You know, if uh, it's all shit that matters to Detroit hardcore and would be under the umbrella in the family tree, but uh, let's just uh, let's just go out and say there that uh, those bands weren't weren't too popular. But if you're asking me personally. I would probably say negative approach, just because it's so fucking pissed. They're so pissed. John Brandon was so, so, so violent, so, so mad that uh, so many people could relate to what he's actually saying. And that's why it's hardcore and punk. Um, you know, but uh, we, we, we can just move on. To the best 90s Detroit hardcore band. Well, what's the name of my podcast? The Terror Zone. Yeah, I know. Coldest Life started in the 80s, 1988, whatnot. But when Detroit hardcore band Coldest Life became relevant, most, like, super relevant, you know, worldwide, fucking regionally all over the united states people love them they were one of the most feared one of the most feared hardcore bands in all of the scene in all of this god's green earth everybody knew cold as life harder than you there's a song written about fucking ron beauty about cold as life from madball one of the best and greatest New York hardcore bands. One of the best hardcore bands to ever fucking exist. Um, but uh, being from Detroit, I would have to say Cold as Life. Oh, wait, you said Detroit hardcore bands. So, yeah, whatever. It just is what it is. I'm just fucking saying Cold as Life. A lot of people would say Earth Mover. There's a lot of people that 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 would say Earth Mover, um, that they they are fucking contenders, right up there. It was a weird, as far as I've heard through through people that there's a weird division between Earth Cri- Earth Crisis, <laughs> Earth Mover, and Cold as Life because it was kind of like um, second wave. Hardcore band with um, a different set of kids with a different set of values, including you know like uh, straight edge, like militant straight edge dudes and uh, and uh, vegans and whatever else. When a lot of the earlier Detroit punks were fucking beer drinking skinheads or fucking leather jacket mohawk wearing people and. As far as, you know, this is just from what I've heard with the Earth Mover crowd, it was kind of like uh, the youth crew type people, uh, a lot of skate, well, I don't know, like, of skateboarders, but uh, fucking regular ass people, I guess. I know Walls of Jericho, Walls of Jericho, Walls of Jericho started in like uh, 1998, but that band fucking doesn't even cross my mind, to be honest. Uh, you know, they do big things, they, uh, you know, they keep Detroit on the map, in the hardcore, metal, whatever the fuck scene, they, uh, you know, I participate in, I don't see any of those people at hardcore shows though, so, whatever, but there was a, a lot of Detroit hardcore bands, in the 90s, you got fucking Pitbull, you know, shout out to Pitbull, I've been wanting to get, uh, some of those dudes on because they are kind of underrated to be honest kind of underrated a lot of people um if you're listening to this and you don't know who 
Pitbull is. It's P-I-T-T-B-U-L-L. Uh, you can find their shit. Um, I know it's on Spotify. For sure it's on Spotify. Um, I know it's on YouTube. You can... I mean, they got uh Okay, there it is. I, I'm on uh whatever the fuck, Spotify right now. They got the very worst of album with all their shit. They got some uh, live songs, but uh, there's about fucking um, 22 songs on that. You can listen to it then. Are You Digging Me? Woo! The last track. But that's on uh, Spotify. So we went through the 80s and 90s and the 2000s. That's when I entered the scene in the 2000s, early 2000s. <sighs> the glory days. The glory, glory days. Um, there were a lot of good bands. There was, of course, Let It Die. There was Tyrant. There was Death in Custody. Razzle Dazzle, the Detroit Birds, who else? Um, Coalition, X, Kill Everyone, X, uh, For Dire Life's Sake. Yeah, fuck, a lot of good bands, but if I had to pick my favorite band from the early 2000s, or the best Detroit hardcore band from the early 2000s, I would, I just like Let It Die so much. I love fucking Let It Die so much that I would say that's my favorite Detroit hardcore band from the OOs. But it, it's right up there with Tyrant and even Annie Up. You know, they started, I think, oh, oh 06. So good. Fucking uh, The Alliance was really, really, really good. I love The Alliance. But uh, yeah, it'd probably be fucking Let It Die. Let it die for me. Or Tyrant right there. And in the 2010s, this is when I kind of... I wasn't really paying too much attention to local bands at the time. Just fucking uh, trying to get life together. I was going to, you know, you know the Terror and the Hatebreed shows and you know, all the big ones. But I, I kind of fell off for a minute there. But I would say... I would say... I'd go with like Freedom, probably Freedom. I don't know when uh, Kenny's band Retribution started, but I think it was around that time. But uh, Freedom, Retribution, fucking True Love, all those bands are really good. But I really couldn't name any other, I suppose, right off the top of my head because I had other things on my mind at the time. Now I'm saying... I have to know more, but I just feel like I'm forgetting. I don't fucking know. <clears throat> well, here's another question. How did you get into hardcore? I've probably I've probably said this before, but uh, you know, why not? For the fucking sake of the podcast. I started going to shows in two thousand three. Um I wasn't going to necessarily hardcore shows i the first show i went to like without my parents like because i never went to like a punk show or anything like with my parents i seen ted nugent and then i went to like a couple uh battle of the band shows like at the high school or what the fuck not which is like your friends like your friends garage band and they they can barely play but everyone's thrashing around jumping up and down which which feeling the energy because the energy was there and that is really, really, really what I liked. Um, but then you listen to like whatever the fuck is on the radio, Limp Bizkit and uh, and Corn, and you know whatever you're, whatever you have access to, like early Sum Forty One and shit like that. And and then you know, come eighth grade or so, so you start meeting kids with uh, Descendants shirts on and H Two O shirts and AFI. And shit like that, and uh, so you start hearing the, these uh, these different bands. Then Tony Hawk Pro Skater came out. Then all of that shit, the Suicide Machines and um, Gutter Mouth, and uh, 
I don't know. Uh, I think that's where I first heard the Vandals and Dead Kennedys was on there. So hearing all that stuff for the very first time was like I really like this music, and uh, of course it already been around like 10, 20 years before. But you know, like growing up and not being exposed to it because my I had two older sisters who listened like fucking Master P and, and Dr. Dre and like uh, Brandy and Monica shit like that. So. I didn't know what it was until I started I started meeting kids that had come from different elementary schools to uh, the middle school and high school. Then I remember seeing like a like an H2O shirt my friend Craig had on and uh I don't know. I didn't really appreciate uh H2O till till uh I don't know, probably five, seven years ago. I just uh, I thought they were a little too soft and not and not very aggressive, but um I remember falling in love with street punk, like the casualties, the unseen, a global threat, uh, the virus, shit like that. You know, like street punk, like crust punk shit. And then I was going to the shows on Dropkick Murphys and the casualties. And that was very short-lived, like going to the punk shows. And then I heard Hatebreed. I heard uh, I Will Be Heard. That shit was fire on the Perseverance album. You know, yeah, I know everybody. Death, or, uh, yeah, death is a satisfaction of desire. <laughs> satisfaction is the death of desire. I'm an idiot. Um... That is their greatest album, in my opinion, but I don't know about it, so I get a fucking pass. And after that, I started listening to like, heavier shit, and I went through like a screamo stage where I heard a, a static lullaby and uh, a Treyu and a Silverstein and shit like that. You know, it's just fucking aggressive stuff, and you just don't know because you just never heard it before, but then... uh I started working at my dad's store, and this guy, Don, shout out Don Armstrong, he ain't even in hardcore anymore, fuck you, this is all his fault, um, <clears throat> he, he, he was making fun of me because I somehow found out about, um, throwdown, I had like a throwdown hoodie on, you know, like, for myself, for my family, <laughs> and, and he's like, that's not hardcore, that band fucking sucks, even though he had a raise your fist in the air t-shirt on but he was just one of those he was a gatekeeper but he didn't have a choice um he started showing me stuff he had a whole big ass cd collection agnostic front and uh righteous jams death of four dishonor death threat all that shit um what else uh allegiance i remember hearing them cast aside uh outbreak all that shit, and uh, he was in a local band called Ambush. They they only played like maybe five shows, but I went and seen his band and uh, Righteous Jams played, and the Detroit Birds and Razzle Dazzle they all played, and it was amazing. It was amazing. I never felt the energy before. It was like scary. Like, people were moshing pretty hard, but it was a lot of two-step and a lot of side-to-side and fucking creepy-crawling shit like that. And uh, I just thought it was different and cooler than a lot of stinky crust-punk kids with f- mohawks and fucking Elmer glue in their hair and spikes and stupid shit. And like I said, it was a pretty fast transition. And I... I loved it, and uh, he he told me about like terror because he had a uh, a one with or no a lowest of the low fucking long sleeve, and I just thought it was like cool writing. I was like, I gotta check that band out, and I check I download some shit on LimeWire or you know whatever the fuck, and uh, I was like, God damn, I was like, this sounds like Hatebreed. It's good, and and uh, he's like, it's not fucking Hatebreed. It's terror, obviously, but um, yeah, I don't know. It just I was so much more attracted to the heavier, more aggressive shit with the breakdowns and seeing the hardcore dancing and and just the lyrics about you know friends and family and you know whatever the fuck you know what hardcore lyrics are about 
instead of about you know, like anti-flag, I listen to them, which whatever they can preach their fucking political shit. But that did that that got old fast for me. It's just I don't give a fuck. Listen to against me and you know whatever that fucking fun music is. So that's how I got into hardcore. Then I started going to shows. And, um, you know, just, just local shows, like I said, the Alliance and, uh, Bloody Knuckle Combat, shit like that. And, uh, like CDC was, uh, was still, still kind of new. They came from Pennsylvania and, uh, Barricade and just like hanging out with those dudes with, uh, the Port Huron guys and fucking just meeting everybody and having this unique crew, like, uh, we were fucking 75 fucking deep, dude. And it was so fun. Not really 75 deep, but we 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 were mobbing deep. It was fun going down to fucking Toledo, then up to Port Huron, and then um, I went to a couple shows in Romeo, and just, wow, wow, man. It was just wild times. And from then on, just knowing you had a close group of friends, you know, that... A certain group of friends didn't last forever. A lot of people fade away and you come and go and, you know, whatever. I came and went and came back and it's just... In the end, 15, almost 20 years later, still going strong. Everyone's going strong. I mean, a lot of people. I mean, let's say not a lot of people. Maybe 20%. <laughs> Are still showing up, and that's what I love about it. You can show up to a show, you know, five, six, seven, eight, ten, twelve months later, and you're pretty much guaranteed to see somebody you've known for a long time. You just walk up to give them a hug, like the last time you seen them was yesterday. It's like holy shit, and then you just catch up and you talk, and you're, and it feels so good to see people, to have like a reunion, a couple times a month, and and if it's the only time you get out, then Enjoy it. Um, give your friends a hug. Sing along. Have fun. That was a long-winded answer of how I got into po- hard, hard, hardcore. So, on to bigger and better things. What's the best pizza spot in Detroit? <sighs> Let's go. I'm going to change it. Okay, we can do Detroit. A sense. The tide down's coming. Um... We 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 can just go that route, you know, things around Detroit, because a lot of people are probably going to stay in Detroit. Um, if I was to go to Detroit, God, it's so hard. I can't even, I can't even think. If I was going to go in Detroit, I would probably, brother, I'm sorry, I should just fucking... Just edit this out. I can't even think. My brain is short, short, shorten out. Amici's on Werner, I would say, is really good. Um, it's I've never gotten their Detroit style there, but they have the best pizza. Um, in my opinion, it's really good crust. Some might call it a little too soft, but if we're talking Detroit area, I mean. Well, there's a couple of buddies locations, but if you're in Detroit, go to the one down there. Uh, you got fucking Nikki's Pizza. That's really good. Uh, that used to be over by, uh, I think it still is by Greek Town. It's really good. Um, one that's really popping these days, a lot of people in the hardcore scene recommend is Pie Sai Pizza. It's because they do, uh, I think they do some fun, some like vegan shit there, and it's a friend of, uh, in the hardcore scene, you know, so it's uh, it's well supported. They got a, uh, you know, f- f- whatever. They got whatever you want. If you're gonna go somewhere in Detroit for pizza, you can go to any of those play- places I listed. But um, still, there's places that aren't too far from Detroit where I go. My go-to is BC's Pizza in Lincoln Park. They do round and square. Um. Uh, like party trays, they do half pop party trays. It's like twelve big ass slices, or 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 I can get a big one. Um, uh, 24, 24 uh, slices. 
Oh, what I like to get from there is double pepperoni, bacon, cheese with the Cajun crust and butter parmesan on top. It's like a butter garlic and parmesan cheese on top. Oh, you got to get it well done though because it's a place, um, it's a little too soft for me. It's not soft, but it's not as crispy as I like my pizza. So I'm always sure to tell them well done because I don't know, they probably leave it in maybe, I don't know, six five minutes longer i don't know how long fucking pizza even cooks for but uh it's really good if you're looking for a uh a weird pizza which is my second favorite kind of pizza i worked at a pizza at a pizza joint back when i was like 15 16 years old called clementi's in lincoln park they had a pizza a seasonal pizza um it's called a sauerkraut pizza it sounds crazy but it has um sauerkraut obviously but the way they cook the they sour to, they saute the sauerkraut in bacon and onions and they cook it all together in a pan before it goes on the pizza um so then they do just a regular dough it's a thin crust they put a little bit of pizza sauce and then they put the cheese okay, okay they put the cheese first and then they put piles of sauerkraut and bacon and pepperoni on top and then they sprinkle a little bit more cheese on top not a lot just uh just enough to fill the gaps in between the fucking sauerkraut and pepperoni and then they bake it oh it's so delicious it sounds crazy uh it's a place called um i don't know how to say it i think it's it's foggias f-o-g-g-i-a-s it's in southgate michigan if you ever uh are out that way, Fogias, Fogias, I don't know, um, but um, it's actually inside of a racket, like a racket court building, there's like volleyball and basketball, <laughs> it's been there for a thousand years, so yeah, you gotta get that shit there, another, And if you want to keep it simple, nice, good crust, you know, get an eight-corner fucking slice. I'm sorry, eight-corner pizza from Jets. You can never go wrong. You can get the Jets 10 with everything on it. Get the turbo crust. Mm, you dip it in extra pizza sauce. So I'm a pizza sauce fucking fiend, dude. It's my shit. Um, but, uh, whatever. Next question. What is your favorite non-hardcore artist? Oh my god. You guys will probably laugh at me. But if I'm not listening to hardcore music, it's going to be some good old-fashioned Sublime, probably. I listen to Sublime a lot. Like, Like, what a loser. You like Sublime? Yeah, I like Sublime. Fuck you if you don't like Sublime. How about that? They were uh they were one of my one of my bigger influences influences on getting into punk alternative music. They got a special place in my heart and they're really good to listen to while on mushrooms. Don't tell anybody. Um Sublime? I don't know, dude. I like to go back and I like to listen to uh if I'm going to put on some punk music or something that's not, you know, hard, rah, rah, hardcore, it's going to be, uh, you know, like a classic, uh, dropkick album, like, uh, The Blackout or Do or Die. You can never go wrong with that. Um, my favorite person slash band you ever interviewed and why? One of my favorites was, I'd say, Zach. Zach from uh, Flint. He was just a, just a figure in the Detroit hardcore scene in the 90s up until um, the 2010s era. <clears throat> he was, I think, the most honest conversation I've ever had with without glorifying the shit that he's been through and the things he's done and what he's done to survive it, it's 
I don't want to say it's like inspiring, but it goes to show that people can go from one extreme to not so extreme. <laughs> you know, uh, it's not about it's not about like growing up or or really maturing. It's probably more about you know controlling your emotions and being able to deal with things. Uh, without violence, that's more of like mental health <laughs> than uh, maturing. I don't know, but um, you know the story from him growing up in Flint and and getting into hardcore and being as fucking militant, straight edge as possible, and as hardcore and extreme as possible, and being such a loyal friend to the very extreme and always testing his friends to make sure uh, they're as down as he is or he he would have to prove himself to his friends or feel he would have to. Just, it's like a, it's like a good guy behavior almost in a way. Like, let me show you how down I am. Will you accept me? Which I understand. A lot of us probably understand that shit. And then him having to move away or... You know, Salt Lake City to get the fuck out of Detroit. He said either move away or kill himself, you know. Uh, there's only two options. Get out of Michigan or fucking die. And uh, shout out and big props to him for um, doing what he had to do, you know. And now he's he's a barber. He's, he's a father doing really well, which is great to see. You like to see people come out on the, under, on the other end of a, of a negative upbringing. To say the least, but um, if you want to go back and listen to that, it's uh, Zach from Flint. God damn, I don't even know his last name. I forgot it right now. But uh, shout out to him. Things to do that are fun to do when not at a show: barbecue, weed. <laughs> oh, this is barbecue, good weed. Someday have a live pod, have a live podcast. I'm in. That's from fucking Jim Davy. Schmo, shout out to him. Yeah, yeah, we should do a live podcast at a show one day. I don't know what show, but I feel like it would be so hard. And uh, the other weird thing I think would be weird is like people would just be standing there, standing there listening. I'm like, this is fucking strange. Like, if you ever see me at a show. I mean, I talk to a few people, but I'm not so social. I'm not fucking jumping up and down and talking to everybody. Listen to my podcast. Did you? Oh, my God. I don't promote it in person. Um, So I don't even like acknowledging that I have a fucking podcast. It's weird. Like, it's not, you know, it's not some fucking big top shit. But it's just like, yeah, just do it for the fun of it. It'd be like talking to somebody about. I don't fuck crocheting. I don't know. It's like, yeah, just do it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, but I think a live podcast would be cool. At a cool event, like, uh, if there was any, like, tied down would be cool, but I feel it would be too loud, and I wouldn't want to miss anything. That's what I'm afraid of, is, like, f- f- missing shit or having to run up to the stage and fucking run back and and. Listen. Schedule conversations in between. Uh, that just sounds sounds more of a job, but I'm up for the challenge one day. We'll see. Um, but you got a barbecue jam. Yeah, smoke some food, smoke some good weed, and fucking live your life. Summer is coming for you. It's going to be great. And uh, we'll get together, too, have a pool party. Uh, I'll smoke a brisket. I'll smoke a fucking couple chickens. We'll make some baked beans, macaroni and cheese, potato salad, loaded potato salad with bacon and cheese. Oh, shit. Make some fucking, uh, like I said, some buffalo cauliflower for the for the vegans out there. <laughs> Give me some, some vegan beans. There you go. Oh, shit. What were some of your... Uh, Favorite memories from back in the day of hardcore and the new age. Some of my favorite memories involve violence and people getting hurt and people getting intimidated. (laughs) I'm not saying those are good things, but it's funny to look back 
on the kind of fucking terrorists that my friends and I used to be. It's like, and it wasn't cool. I'm not saying it's cool. It's just good memories. It's like, it's like your good memories of staying up till 6 a.m. like doing coke and fucking drinking beer and being all paranoid and fucking freaking out. You're looking out the window for three hours at a time. Like, it makes my stomach turn. But those are some of the best times I've ever had in my life. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, just, just all of the violence was so intriguing back then. Maybe because I was just, uh, just a hurting young teenager. Um, maybe I had an ego and a pride problem. I don't know. Um, uh, maybe it's the only way I felt like I can get on my, on my pent up aggression from hating my home life. I'm not saying I was, I was beaten or fucking molested, but who likes their home life at 16, 15, 17, 18 years old? I don't think anybody does, but, uh. But yeah, yeah, just getting into fights and you know, terrorizing people. You smoking weed and drinking and hanging out with friends. And going to get food at you know some sort of diner afterwards. What was better than, than that? Like meeting new people, and you know, or or the, it's like you and your friends are moshing, and then you meet some other kids who uh, came up from fucking Toledo, and they're moshing hard and. You know, um, somebody's being an asshole to both of you guys, and you guys decide to band together and beat the fuck out of whoever was was fucking with one of you guys. We swarm them. You teach them a lesson. Toledo-Detroit hardcore connection forever. (laughs) And it's never really gone away. We're too close. But uh, um, memories from back in the day till now, some present-day memories, just... Still, man, just meeting everybody and these shows getting bigger and better and watching bands grow and uh, evolve. It's cool. It's fucking cool. And to see like the new venues pop up. I know Edgeman has done a few shows before the pandemic, but now it's it's all the time. Uh, it's There's just so much going on. What does it take for a band to stand out? That's a uh, a question I don't I don't know if I'm qualified to answer. Um I just have to like how they sound for me personally. It has to sound good. Um you kind of know right away within the first like say 30 seconds of a song whether you can uh you're going to like the rest of their shit. Sometimes you might be surprised, but so most of the time you're like, "Yeah, uh you know, that stands out. It just how they scream or they don't scream. Um, the drums are important to me. I like a good, like, hip-hop vibe to the drums where uh, I like rhyming hardcore lyrics and I like heavy breakdowns. And I like shit. You know, talking about violence and, you know, beating people up or, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's It's just what I like. Well, there's some fantasy shit for, like, some bands. Like, I know Tsunami's, like, a big joke band, but like, who doesn't fucking ever think what the hell they're screaming about? It's fun. It's fun shit. So, right, you just gotta stand good, say some crazy shit, and I'm down. When's the next Summer's End show? Well, it'll probably be at the end of summer if I had to guess, Jason. <laughs> no, um... I have two dates booked in September. I'm not doing two shows. It's two day, dates that I have on hold for if some dates will work better for one band or the other, then I can drop the other date. That's kind of the idea here. I don't have any bands yet. I have some in mind, but some of the bands I have in mind um, I may be coming... You know, um, they may have something all, all already booked, or they may have something, you know, or they might be near or in the area or in the region where they will be able to be seen. So, all I have for you, it can be September 9th or September 16th. 
I don't have any bands. Uh, I'll be working on that soon because anybody can swoop up and say they had five confirmed bands for these dates and um, fuck it all up. But that's fine. Fine, save me the fucking headache. I don't want to do it anyway. No, I'm kidding. I, I do. But if anybody has any suggestions or any bands, uh, fucking hit me up. Let me know. Actually, you know what? Don't let me know. Because I don't want to let you down if I don't want to hear your shitty fucking band. Um, this question says... How has the jujitsu training been? Well, it's been fun. I like going. I started going at the end of October, and I went all the way up until the middle of January. Then I started having these um, vein procedures done on both of my legs where I'm getting some veins closed, varicose veins, unhealthy veins that has blood going both ways instead of one way, and the blood is pooling. And they are doing it um, with a catheter and some sort of radio frequency uh, wave shit where they they put the catheter all the way up and it goes almost to my fucking balls, like through my leg. And then they pull it down slowly, centimeter by centimeter, and they zap the vein closed. They close it so no more blood flow can get to it. And then the, the vein will eventually uh, be swallowed up by my body. It'll kill it. And um, that's just been taking a lot of fucking time. Uh, it's, it's the middle of January. My first day back to jiu-jitsu was last Tuesday. So almost two fucking months. And then I had another vein literally pulled out of my leg from like the middle of my thigh down to the top of my knee. About a good nine inches of uh, vein pulled out. Every inch, they made an incision and stuck like a crochet hook down in my skin and fucking pulled a, a piece of the vein out. It looked like little worms. It was fucking nasty. And they have to finish from just the top of my knee down to the bottom of my knee and like a little bit down like uh, my shin. And I'm getting that done in a week and a half. Two weeks. I said, I said they had to save it for after tsunami. Hey! Um... So yeah, jiu-jitsu's been cool, man. Fucking learn a lot of shit. If anybody's ever interested, like I said, you gotta hit me up. Um, it's in Southgate, Michigan. Uh, there's lots of jiu-jitsu places. The one I go to is... Um, it's... Some people would say it's different. If you do sport jiu-jitsu, you'd say it's different. Um, because we involve striking, you know, kicking, punching... Um, fucking headbutts, knees, um, knees, we uh, do it all, it's basically, it's Hoist Gracie, the first guy to ever win the UFC championship, it's his style of jiu-jitsu, passed down from his grandfather, and a lot of people would also say, well, MMA has evolved so much, and jiu-jitsu is so, so different now, that he'd get his ass kicked, probably, but... We have MMA trainers that have been doing this shit for fucking 25 years. And they're still training. And they know what's up. And they've evolved. And it's really cool, man. You get to learn a lot of cool shit. Um, like, uh, what I like doing... What I like best is learning takedowns like um, hip tosses and like trips and shit like that. I'm not into fucking... In the, into a... Double leg takedowns. I like single legs. I like ankle picks, but double leg takedowns, fucking hard on my knees. Hard on my knees. <laughs> but uh, it's great. It's it, it's a lot of fun. It makes you feel 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 like you're doing something rather than lifting weights and putting them up and down. A lot of people love that. That's great and shit. But I get so bored. And actually, learning something hands on with a room full of other people, and actually. And at the end of the end of the class, we get to, you know, spar, you know, free roll, whatever you want to call it, open mat, where we actually get to, we get to work on our techniques, which I'm just a fucking pussy ass fucking white belt. I suck terribly. I get my ass kicked by 150 pound, 25 year old kids. They beat the shit out of me. Ten years younger, ten years faster, ten years stronger. It's hard, but it's a great, it's a great challenge, and I'm. Uh, 
I'm glad I'm doing it. It would be cool if I had some other friends in there because I'm a little uncomfortable. I mean, there were some people who I just don't know, but I like everybody. But, you know, in a room of 15 people, you're probably not going to like everybody. So it is what it is. Other than that, hardcore, hardcore, hardcore. Those are all the questions that I got. Um, So... I'm glad I can answer some of them. It was fun to chit-chat for a while here all by myself. Um, I want to have some uh, guests on soon. I don't know who, but um, I may have... I went to a show in Connecticut last week. I went to see uh, Death Threat and 100 Demons and Mind Force. And I may I may have somebody from that uh from that weekend on my podcast here very soon. Uh, we just got to make it work. Got to find a date that works and I want to get that out as soon as possible cuz I'm very excited to do it. And this has lasted longer than I uh, expected. We're going on 51 minutes of my stupid fucking rambling ass. If anybody listened to this entire thing, I appreciate it. If you like what I do, share it. If you don't like what I do, don't listen, don't share it. It's cool, but put a gun in your fucking mouth and pull the trigger, okay? No. Um. No, I can't. I love doing this. I wish I could do it more. I wish I was more consistent. Half of it's my fault for just being fucking stupid and lazy. And the other half is life is very busy and complicated. So I say this every time. I wish I could do it more and fucking do it more. If you want to be on my podcast, hit me up. Hit me up. If you want to be a fucking co-host once in a while, you want to be a, you know, once a month fucking co-host, I'm down for that. I got some people in mind that would be fun to hang out with once a month. Other than that, go to shows, support hardcore, support other hardcore podcasts, support hardcore media and videos, video content creators, and all of the above. It's a new era. It's a new age. And this shit ain't going away. Hopefully it'll just get better from here. And shout out to everybody who listens. And shout out to fucking Detroit Hardcore. Shout out to Edgeman Printing. Shout out to your mom for being a slut. Shout out to that. I don't know. I got nothing else. Have a good one.